0: Did you share your audio?
1: (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) There you go. samba edition of the theme song <laughs> um welcome oh god i have no idea what episode number this is um is it three you know it's gonna be um
0: hold on it's, keep, it's keep something
1: be, uh, it's, it's episode something. something
0: yeah episode something
1: there um, you go me, um well welcome it's, welcome. it's welcome three. yeah 24. three
0: three sounds about right yeah
1: yeah there you go yep Uh, um uh it's been it's been a while but it's time um i don't know whose turn it was for the question though i
0: think it's i think it's my turn Um, okay and i'm ready yeah let me let me think about a question real quick Um, think hard gorb i'm thinking i'm thinking harder gorb um all right you ready for the question
1: i'm ready i hope you thought hard
0: I I thought so hard that I had a look around my room and I invented this question. My okay, own station I guess. What was invented first, chess or playing cards?
1: Oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, chess or playing cards was invented first.
0: Mm-hmm. You get you get uh, the bench over here because I'm asking. I'm
1: gonna go with. I'm gonna go with chess.
0: That seems like a solid choice. I'm gonna go with chess hope and hope
1: right. that that's right.
0: All right, let's 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 take a Google, Google break, break and
1: find out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> it what was do you have chess? for chess?
0: What do you have for chess?
1: I don't. I mean, I could have pressed that on the soundboard if I had the soundboard pulled up, but whatever. Okay. Um, chess, as we know it today, was born out of the Indian game. Chaturanga in the early or before the sixteen hundred or before the 600s AD. Okay, mind blown, which means I get to pick who goes first, Gorb. Yes, and and I am going to go first.
0: Yes, um, and chai, uh, playing cards were invented by the Tang dynasty in around the ninth century, so yeah, chess wins.
1: You heard it here first on the non fiction podcast, Zorban
0: Gorb, (laughs) telling real truths. uh, Alright, what's
1: my prompt, Gorb?
0: Oh god, we're moving so fast. I know, listen. We are
1: are Zorban Gorb, now ergonomic design.
0: Er, It's very ergonomic. Exactly. I can can feel my carpal tunnel easing already. Listen,
1: some people are economics majors. I was an ergonomics major.
0: Alright, are you ready for your prompt? Oh god. (laughs) Yes! Your prompt is to tell me about the world's foremost professor of playing cards.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say ergonomics. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, all right. Fun. Is take my it. timer going? Yep. You
0: could, You should be able uh, to, to see it up there.
1: Okay. Uh, I can't read English. <laughs> I read only Zorbulon. Okay. Um, numbers are the same across all of the universe. <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so the yeah. foremost professor in playing cards in playing cards, yeah. Um was a professor at the mystical university of uh Rum rum Rumshina Rum Rumshina rumsh Rumshanana, okay. Ooh, where is that is that Ramshanana is, that... is in a country that our listeners probably will not have heard of because it is it's shrouded in mystery even among the people who know of it okay uh it's located in a country that is called um orb 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 but it's not o r b okay mm-hmm. it's like herb the H is silent. It's H-O-R-B. okay? Okay. But yep. it's Orb. Orb. Yep. Now, what the, what continent?
0: If I, if is it Earth? Is it an Earth country?
1: It's what it's continent? on Earth, and it's in it's in Asia Minor. That's all I can tell you without being assassinated.
0: <clears throat> okay. All right. That sounds fair.
1: Um, in fact, most of this storytelling you puts me at risk. Mm-hmm. But but the story is so important that I'm not going to hold back, even though uh, my home planet could be snarfed just from telling this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Zorbulon's hard to find anyway, so we're yeah, gonna, you know,
0: lesser. lesser so, planet.
1: Uh Rumsh, rum, rumshnana, rums, which I think is what it was probably. <laughs> um, it has it has these. Uh, these people who are associated with it, like called this called, called the seekers. Okay? okay, yep. Now the seekers are graduates of the university, um, which I said was located in Rumshanana, but that's not the name of the university. Okay, I thought it was located in
0: Horb or Orb.
1: It, well, it's in the it's in the it's in the country of Orb. Province but of
0: Ramshnana.
1: The the province or city of Ramshnana. Okay. But the people just call it the University of R. Okay. Okay. Because sense, they so. don't want to be goofing up the thing because as I've already butchered it, okay. It's not easy to pronounce. Yeah. Even and if you're it's born spelled, there, it. It's spelled in English, which I can't read as a Zorbulon, and they put all the numbers together and it looks like Ramshnana. The okay? silent
0: H's really throw everybody in that. Exactly. In that <laughs>
1: So there are these things, or I know I call them things. Uh, that's what they are by the point that they get their job, okay? They are graduates, but they go through... It's already a secretive university. Are
0: they human and beings? Or the, Yes. Okay, yeah.
1: But by the time they become a seeker, human being is a loose term. Okay. okay? Yep. Because even within the un- University of R, the seeker program... Is very uh, selective and very secretive. Is it like is it like a PhD program equivalent? Uh, it's kind of its own thing. Okay. It's like, but people watch... like to med be, school. Pe- yes, well, not even <laughs> keep saying things. It's like Corb, actually. <laughs>
0: Metaphor is the butter of language. That's all I have to say about that. There you go.
1: Uh, no, it is actually kind of like a PhD program in that, if you become a seeker, your whole entire family is financially set for life. Okay, I thought but you, you, might, say you might ruin your life. Be, you might never be heard from again. Oh, okay, all right. So a lot of like under, like impoverished type people, mm-hmm. who are. Uh, who are found by seekers because that's the only way you are considered for the university or even know it exists is yeah. if a seeker finds you and tells you about it okay do, do
0: people know the nation of orb exists no okay it's like no, no. wakanda but in like asia minor
1: I'm <laughs> wakanda minor
0: wakanda but like somewhere near turkey is what i'm what i'm kind of getting at yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> If Wakanda was, like, way more sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, people who find out about the program, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but it's important first to note how Seekers come about, okay? Okay, yeah, the invitation, yep. So, like, people who find out that they are candidates, a lot of them choose to apply to become a Seeker, because although it means that they their family basically will find out that they've gone missing in some quote unquote normal way, right? Like they they like drowned or like they like uh they <laughs> died in a terrible
0: rafting accident. Yeah,
1: something something like that was just made up, but they're yeah. actually becoming a seeker. But
0: Do they just later... pay off the coroners so they don't need a body or
1: well? <laughs> You have to know that at the University of R, it's where things are invented.
0: Oh. Okay. okay. Like everything or just some things?
1: Almost everything that has been invented that has anything to do with, like, big technological advances came out of the University of R. Can I, can I ask a question?
0: Yes. You said almost everything. Can you give me an example of one thing that wasn't? Uh,
1: matches... That was just oh. some excited guy.
0: Matches, okay. All right. It was like, That's...
1: this powder seems flammable. He hit it against a stick and then matches came about. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I would say, it suffice to say, probably 80% of things that are invented were not invented at the University of R. Okay. But the really advancing, like pushing humanity forward, like internet, those types of big steps forward. Yeah, were invented at the University of R. Strike
0: anywhere matches a major improvement. Yeah, it was a life. great
1: jump forward there. <laughs> the um... original inventor was like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of the match game." <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just, I'm just so anyway, there was I'm this really one. Uh, this one kid. Yep. Uh, for you to understand uh, what it's like to be found um, as a candidate. Because this place, the way Seekers find who are candidates, is they get fitted with magical eyes. Oh, the Seekers.
0: Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The Seekers, they don't have, like, human eyes. They have basically, like, purple goo in, in their eye sockets. Okay?
0: Does it at least look like an eye, or do they wear something?
1: No, it's like Play-Doh's in there or some shit. But like maybe more like silly buddy, okay? okay? It's gelatinous and it's swirling around and it kind of falls out. You don't want to look at them. It's like it's like looking up someone's like snotty boogered cold flu nose, but it's purple. Did, did the university invent Ray-Bans? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they invented those ski goggles. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Ray-Bans was something else entirely. It was some guy who was like, ah, my eyes hurt. And then he held up a glass bottle, and then he got help from the University of Art. <laughs>
0: Flag for a research, Grant. Um, Exactly. You should make the
1: glass bottle darker was step number one. (laughs) Um, This is a little better for my eyes. (laughs) So anyway, there's this one kid. What's his Um, name? Give me the kid's name. uh, uh, Noah. Noah, okay. Noah Snow. Noah Snow. Okay. And the way that Seekers see, I mean, they're called Seekers for a reason, right? Their one job is to find people who have some sort of knack, okay? Mm-hmm. Like a propensity for like being some sort of magical type thinking, more or less.
0: Yeah, yeah, born with the call, yeah.
1: And here's what seekers do, and only a few people have seen this happen. Mm-hmm. They form a circle, and they start to just like, it's like they're like, their shoulders start to go up and down, like, they're really excited, like, they're doing, like, a football huddle or something. Okay. And they just start to, like, chant some sort of thing, and nobody can really tell what they're saying, but they look like they're getting lit, like, they're excited.
0: Like a, like a, like a trance I'm getting, like a group
1: trance? Kind of, yeah, but, like, they're, like, hype, okay?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And, like, their, their eye goo starts to, like, heat up. Like, their heads are getting hot, okay? Mm. And then one of them all of a sudden their goop will turn like like this vibrant fuchsia Ooh. and they just start bolting. Okay? And then as soon as like that one gets their eye heated up, the rest of the the rest of the seekers get really jealous. <laughs> oh. I try every time, Mike, but my eyes never eat up. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Mike's on his way mm-hmm. and he finds Noah Snow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he basically tells Noah Snow, he's like, listen, you have, you have three options. <clears throat> you come with me and you join the University of R. And Noah's like, what's the University of R? I'm only seven years old. And he's like, listen, your body's flaring up. <laughs> I can tell it with my purple eyes. I don't want to look at you, sir. <laughs> You're going to have to because here are your options. Number one. You forget this all happened. Okay, I, that's if he I, doesn't
0: go. If he doesn't,
1: and go. and I leave you alone, and that's it. Okay. Number two, you become a normal student at the University of R, mm-hmm. and that gives you a chance of basically becoming someone who will invent something very important. It's almost guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. And you will still be able to contact your family, and you'll still they'll just think you're going somewhere else. But basically, you're going to have limited contact with them. Okay. All right. Yeah. Or you can become a seeker like me with my eyes. I don't want to do that. Shut up. (laughs) You haven't heard the good part.
0: What is the good part? part?
1: Please tell me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He's like crying. Okay. He's seven. Yeah, Yeah. Because that's the magical age. It's when you start to glow. Okay, it's when the seekers see your glow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, but listen, if you become a seeker, everyone in your family, and at least two extended family members, will be guided to have great fortune in their lives, okay? We can almost guarantee that each one of them will be set. Maybe not financially, but in some sort of way, they will be, they will be completely fulfilled, Okay, but yeah. but you will never be able to talk to them again. They will okay. think that you disappeared. Yeah, and Noah goes, oh, "This is a lot to decide at seven. Can I talk it over? Can you talk it over, or is it
0: is it like an on the spot call? They got to do it like that.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, you have you have you have three minutes to decide. Ooh, pressure's on. And Noah basically, he's like, uh, um. It would be it would be nice if my family was happy, right? And Mike goes, yes, it would be. It would be nice. That would be a nice thing. And Noah goes, but I still want to be able to see them sometimes. He goes, well, that's an option. Just know that uh, circumstances are going to happen that you're not going to be able to go back to uh, them very often. You're going to be able to see them maybe once or twice a year. And he goes, Well, I think I still want to see my parents sometimes. He goes, Okay, you're choosing the student at the University of R route. And Noah goes, That's your final uh, answer. <laughs> are, are, are we done now, Regis Feldman? <laughs> because Regis Feldman was a seeker. <laughs> oh, that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, they, the seekers can hide as celebrities if you didn't know this. But they put on masks so their eye goop is not, like, you know,
0: yeah, sticking
1: out. But if you look at some photos, you could see a bit of a purple hue behind some celebrities' eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you see
0: it, like, coming out of the corners. By the way, eight minutes and 40 seconds <laughs> left. Uh, we got to get to the prof- anyway, professor of
1: cards. <laughs> Noah, Noah goes back to the University of R in the continent of Horb. Yep. In asia minor. okay
0: yeah the country country yeah
1: the, yes uh, it's it's both okay it floats above where everyone can see and it's hidden uh it's like a castle right in the sky in, right in the clouds above, above asia minor, minor. <laughs> it's a it's asia with <laughs> <laughs> minor literally asia minor somewhat smaller floating on top <laughs> there you go um and he becomes a prodigy. Okay, he's like basically he's so his family thinks he's at like some University of Oxford type shit, but like yeah. secret. Even his family's like, like basically there are a bunch of people who cover for the uni- University of R that work in major government organizations. Mm. So they basically told them that their son is so smart that he's cracking codes in like a like Interpol organization. And they're like, okay, can he come back? And they're like, no. Did they buy that? Was Noah really smart, or were they like, eh, at least he's out of the house? Yeah, yeah. He was definitely a bright kid, you know? Okay, yeah. So about 10 years go by.
0: Mm-hmm. Seventeen. He's 17 now.
1: And uh at this point, you're a senior mm. at the at the university, which it's called a university, but it's like it's seven. It's seven years old, all the way up to graduating college and doctorate age, right?
0: Yeah. But sense.
1: at seventeen, you're supposed to choose a specialization. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Professors are talking with all of them, like how you invent stuff, how you use your magic glow within. Yeah, you know. <laughs> to invent something, that's just how <laughs> it works. Okay. So. He's in one of his classes and he's talking to uh, his professor Zorick. Okay,
0: Zork. is he from Zurich or no? Uh, really no,
1: he's from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Continue. Can yep.
0: uh, I get a first name for Professor Zorick? Ziz
1: No, slam, babe.
0: Zyzo Slam Babe Zurich.
1: Zio Zizo, Slam Babe uh, Zurich. Okay. Um, okay.
0: Professor. Yep. What does he teach? And he's he he like, teach?
1: he's like, you can call me Zizi. Okay. Zizi. <laughs> you can call me Slam Babe if you want. That's weird. I don't want to call you that. But I don't know what my specialization is going to be. Okay. Yep. At one point, I thought it was going to be cutting utensils. At one point, I thought it was going to be new concept. That's for people who just come up with something that just doesn't exist yet. At, at another point, I thought it was going to be clown games because nobody else had done that.
0: <laughs> How many people choose cutting utensils?
1: <laughs> uh, listen, scissors, um, razor blades. Uh, saw, that's not a very popular modern saw major. all invented at University of Art. Mm, yeah. Um, even cool. laser cutters. Ooh, that was pretty dude. recent, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Slam Babe himself. Professor Zurich, he goes. Listen, you're smart. You're smart, but you're also like you're a silly funny guy. You're a you're a silly funny guy, and I think you should you should go into games. Yeah, it's like, games. I don't know. I don't know, Professor Slam Babe <laughs> Zizo Slam Babe Zurich. <laughs> I told you you can call me that. It still feels weird. Okay. Um, I guess, I mean, I know you're the, you're kind of trying to influence me here though. Cause you're the, you're the game professor. It's like, oh, I might be a little biased, you know? Yeah. I invented, uh, VR. <laughs> did, did My dad was... invented video games. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a whole like, uh, thing. My family's than guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I can help you. I can help you with this. Mm-hmm if even if you go even further back my my great 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 great, great grandfather invented playing cards ooh what was his name card <laughs> card lambdas professor, okay? professor card okay yep. if you're wondering where that word came from it's actually it's actually a last name okay mm-hmm. he goes he was the first game professor mm-hmm. and do you know what he he did to come up with game like obviously chess was invented beforehand i guess you know yeah but you know tank... but that game sucks don't ever play it <laughs> his rival professor his great 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 grandfather great 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 grandfather invented mm-hmm. chess okay
0: yeah, Slam Babe just believes chess is Stratego with less
1: colors. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gentle 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 uh gentle duck. <laughs> gentle duck, all right. Professor Gentle Duck. They've gotten into fist fights before, okay? Oh my god. Campus bars are rowdy Pe- on. People price. are really so competitive crazy. at the University of Art. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like he's like, listen, why don't you invent something like that nobody's ever thought of before like a game like like something that will revolutionize what everyone will do okay mhm this is somewhere in the early 2000s you know yeah maybe even a little before then you no know, it's like invent a game that will change everything that will literally change the course of the world it's like I don't even know where to start. It's like, listen, that's why I'm here. That's why they call me Slam, babe. And Noah's like, what do we do first? And Professor Zurich goes, we go, we go on a quest. I'm, I'm not ready for a quest. Yes, you are, young gentleman. You're ready. Two minutes left. A, a quest, what that means is you go into a different dimension. Okay, University of R, you go into a completely different place. Okay, Ooh, yeah. Now, Noah, he agrees, but he's terrified. Okay, sometimes people come from come back from quests and they don't believe in their own reality, or yeah. they they like they are completely broken, or yeah. they don't want to continue. Okay. But- one thirty, on they the end plot. up going to the quest machine. It's mm-hmm. almost like the the portal from like those galaxy portal movies, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's they enter language. they enter this uh, this universe and they spend some time there. And inside of this universe, there are tiny little animals that are running around. And people are people are catching them. Ooh. <laughs> with these tiny red balls. It oh, was bizarre. It was violent. Some of them could shoot ray beams and fire and water and hyper lightning.
0: It was nothing. Even a hyper
1: beam or a lightning bolt. Oh, <laughs> but goodness. one little tiny yellow creature stood out and uh, that was Yarkle Chor. Chore. <laughs> And that was just the beginning, and Noah took all of this information back to the University of R. And just on his way out, Professor Zurich was brought in by a Rara slard, and he was eaten alive. And he said, listen, I'm going to poke you, man. You do this. And then that's how Noah invented. Pokemon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, what do you got oh, for me? Gorb.
1: Are you ready, Gorb? I, am ready. I
0: have the timer here, so just give me the prompt and I'll hit it.
1: Hi, right, Gorb. Your prompt is to tell me about the the race the 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 Grand Prix Mm-hmm. The Grand Prix that decided the fate of the world. Okay. The Holy. Grand Prix that dis- the despiteed the that decided Grand... the fate of the world. Alright. Right, your timer's on.
0: Yep, it is on. Alright, so I'm going to tell you a story about the Grand Prix that changed all of human history honestly i might even border to say the geological history of the planet possibly even the solar system oh my my god yeah it was it was quite revolutionary
1: there's a lot of gravity
0: yeah it is you know and i don't know much about indy 500 or whatever the hell the grand prix (laughs) thing is but i'm pretty sure it's not with horses um, and there you in, go.
1: Honestly, that's that's the dictionary definition of Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, and I think it's in Malta. We're go, it's gonna it's gonna happen in Malta. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it'll take place in a, in 2024. Is when Horses
1: like. are banned in Malta. <laughs>
0: yeah, in 2024, new law. Um, but that's <laughs> it. Factors in. Don't worry, I'll I'll circle back to that. Um, <laughs> but to really understand this story, to really to really feel the gravity of the the situation that happened on that racetrack in Malta where horses were illegal in twenty twenty four. Not allowed. Not allowed. oh God, they wish they were. Uh, <laughs> we need to go They were back. begging
1: for horses.
0: Oh my god. It's it's the need for horses was so dire. The whole I'm pretty sure Malta's an island. The whole island. Yeah. It was it was it a can't be understated. It can't be. I mean, geological solar was changed. Yeah, it can. It can definitely be overstated. There, there's not enough <laughs> gravity can be put to the "no horses on the island" law passed in late 2023 in Malta. Exactly. Um, but that's not where this story starts. Right? That's I mean, not where it begins. You know, Zorb. You know it. I know it. Yeah. We all know this story starts
1: as far.
0: In Cleveland, Ohio, in <laughs> 1979. I mean, it's it's the root of the story. Right? Yep,
1: we all know this.
0: We all know it. We all know it focuses on
1: Todd Simmons. Todd Todd Simmons. Yeah, that's that sounds
0: about right. Yep. <laughs> Todd motherfucking Simmons. It's it's yep. 1979. It's Cleveland. You know, a bustling metropolis of the uh the greater ohio area um okay
1: and- so todd todd motherfucking simmons is yep. is strutting about cleveland
0: well he's not strutting his okay, his, his um his slouching no he's not he's not slouching um I mean, yeah a little bit he's walking around quite sadly okay yeah. his his um his pet lizard who oh, he's no. He's had for like uh, whatever a long lizard lifespan is it Jenna that's the lizard's name it just died, and he's, he's really broken up about it, like who wouldn't be I know Jenna, what a beautiful lizard, um,
1: yep, one of the best
0: yeah, so todd's Todd's buddies with names like Reginald and um shit, you know, they're like hey is, Todd are those' his crew. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're like super close friends, but like, like work buddies. Like Todd's like relatively close with Chet, and Reginald's really good friends with Chet. So he would like wouldn't hang out with Todd alone; it'd be weird. But yeah, uh, they're Ch- all going to go Chet's the glue. Chet's the glue, and you know, really, ever since Jenna the Lizard died, it's really bring bring been bringing the whole group's. It's them together. <laughs> No, it's been the opposite. I mean Oh no. Yeah, he's really been moping. It's been like three months. They're fed up. He buried that lizard. Um But yeah, that's all besides the point. So it's been three months. (laughs) They just celebrated the or mourned the three month anniversary of Jenna, the Gila Monster's death. You know. Yeah, and you know, Reginald said some really harsh shit about like, dude, it's Cleveland. You shouldn't have like you probably needed more heaters for the cage. Like it's pretty cold here. Not really heal monster climate. Then the crying ensued, but it's three months after that now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're going to take him out. They're going to take him out to a night on a town, 1979. Try and get
1: please. his mind off of it.
0: Yeah. You know, see what, see what's happening. So, you know, Chet's like, oh, we might just go to the usual, uh, usual spot, which is McNulty's Tavern down yeah. on. There.
1: Good old McNulty's. You know,
0: 8th Street and and reginald's like hold up hold up hold up i have an old friend who's coming to town oh they're like what like uh, what friend i mean we've known you (laughs) you have friends literally they were like is it someone we know we went to elementary school together it was like no no no. you guys didn't know him. i didn't come to your school till i was eight Uh, I, i knew this kid when i was seven and they were like good age yeah, it was a good age. The people start to glow around that age, um, <laughs> and they're like, um, "Okay." And he was like, uh, "Do you want to like go meet up with him?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's going to this other bar called uh, "Sexy Eight Balls" <laughs> <laughs> down on Second Ave. Hey, Sexy Eight Balls? Yeah, you know, like a magic eight ball.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's got like a bra on the billboard. I don't know. Sorry,
1: when you mentioned the name, I had a flashback. <laughs> so
0: he's like, uh, "All right, fuck it, we'll go." Are, are you down with that, uh, Todd? And he's just like weeping in the corner, like "Fuck it, he needs to get out." Bring him along. <laughs> so they all they all hop in a cab, nineteen seventy nine. Okay. They go down to a sexy eight balls, which is a uh, you know Second Avenue. They walk in, and it's dark inside that bar right it's real dark yeah but it's got like a nice like red neon like in a way it was like cyberpunk before cyberpunk was a thing kind of vibe inside like a
1: synthwave pool hall yeah like
0: a synthwave what a beautiful way to describe it (laughs) were you there in 1979 you might have i told you i had a flashback (laughs) uh synthwave pool ball so yeah they go in it's it's bumping. The crowd is, it's building, right? So they're, a, yeah. they're there a couple hours.
1: Starting to liven up. Yeah,
0: starting to liven up. They're getting drinks. and um, Is the friend there? Well, that's what, that's what they were just about to see. So just like, uh, you know, Reginald, where's your friend at? And he's like, he said he should be here like any moment now. And then the bathroom door opens. Right? Okay. Now, that doesn't seem like a big deal because you assume people are going in and out. <laughs> but... Reginald's friend exited the bathroom door and it's weird because they swear to God they never saw him go in. They saw a previous person go in and come out and then noticed the door was, you know, they figured nobody was in there. Todd knew this because he really wanted to go to the bathroom and cry about his lizard, So he was watching it pretty (laughs) close. So it's like
1: a single person bathroom.
0: Yeah, it's it's a one person, yeah. It's like a little stall. Yeah. And uh, then it opens and out walks (laughs) out walks Zizo Slamboy Zurich from Cleveland, Ohio, the and man State. himself the and the myth, the legend, disappeared with some weird, hyper intelligent Oxford program. You know, at age seven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, hey,
1: he was understanding. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's Slamboy. When Slamboy comes into town, you hook up regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Zizo Slamboy Zurich walks out of the bar. He's like. Ah, Reginald, long time no see. How's our beautiful city of Cleveland doing? And Reginald's like, honestly, not great. But (laughs) these are my two other friends, Chet and Todd. So they keep drinking. The night's going by. It's fun. You know, and they they, they bar hop a bit. They go to some other bars. They go back to McNulty's. And soon the night's coming to an end. It's like, you know, like almost midnight, a little bit later. You know, and they're in their early 20s. So they're staying out. late. Yeah. And They're they're about to get a cab. You know, call a ride home. Zizo Slamboy. I'm just gonna leave his last name off for now. Of course, Um, Slamboy's like, "Hey guys, you wanna come back to my pad?" I'm like, (laughs) "Didn't you move?" I'm like, "All right, sorry. Do you guys want to do drugs with me?" (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you know, Reginald's like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm in." Chet's like, "Why not?" Todd's like, "I'm so sad." So yeah they all they all Shut go, yeah, yeah they all go back to um chet's place and yeah. you know sitting on the couch and slam boy pulls out what looks like this uh vague almost like like a, like a violet or fuchsia play-doh like consistency kind of powder <laughs> and he's chopping it up and all this shit and todd's like is this safe and slam boy's like i don't know and- <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Um. So, yeah, he's like, All right. Now, the key here, guys, is you just got to take a little bit and you got to like dab it in the corner of your eyes. That's it. No more. All right. It's very imperative. You just do absolutely like just touch it. Don't even get any on your finger. Just like get the moisture and then dab it on the corner of your eyes. And they're like, All right, I can do a that. A
1: tiny bit goes a long way. Yeah, exactly.
0: Now, I should really caveat this here because Todd had spent the last months crying over his dead lizard so much, he developed kind of a sinus infection, Mm. not severe, but it did have a negative impact on his ability to hear. Yes. Um, So he would sort of, you know, miss out on occasionally key parts, occasionally very key parts of sentences, you know, in this case, in this case, it was, Honestly, you could say his lack of hearing uh, made a groundbreaking, you know, impacts on the solar system level kind of important.
1: The horses weren't happy about it.
0: No, it the people of Malta were not. Grand Prix, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so, you know, they pass around those like Plato substance. Check goes first, Dad with the lonely eyes is like, oh, my God, crazy. <laughs> and he's like, he's describing all this shit. You know, then Reginald goes and he's like, oh, my God, I feel so fucking relaxed. Where can I get more of this shit? And um, Todd, uh, you know, Slam Boy's like, oh, all right, Todd, you go up and I'll go left. Yeah. And Todd's like, "Okay," And he just rips the Play-Doh in two and jams both of them into his fucking eyes. Oh, my God. The whole thing. He really honestly, he wasn't even paying attention when the other people were doing it. So he didn't try to mimic it at all. He just <gasps> got, like, put in and then eyes. All the really, you know, key words in the sentence were left out. <laughs> <laughs> all you heard was do this. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, and he was, like, looking at photos of, lizard, of his lizard in his wallet, you know, while they were doing theirs. They wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Like, couldn't even copy, right? So, obviously, Reginald and Chet, they're, like, you know, mild, low-grade euphoria tripping. Are, so they they like, really are they like? Are they like
1: funny. out so they didn't even notice? What'd you say? Are they like totally vibing out so they didn't? Even, they don't even. Yeah, notice? Yeah, they didn't really
0: notice until after the fact. Um, Slamboy's like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get fired, um, <laughs> and he watches in sort of um really genuine terror for himself and also empathic terror for God only knows what's gonna happen to Todd over here exactly. as he grabs it into his eyes and then proceeds to like a neutron star dying collapse (laughs) into himself and vanish out of existence oh my god yeah so i'm gonna sort of if you're wondering what happened when Chet and regimen woke up you know slam boy just said tom went home he was feeling sad they didn't think too much of it you know (laughs) ultimately it was just ruled off as a missing persons case it's the 1970s that's how it a, was. He was the least fun of all three of the friends, so they weren't that
1: upset. One of the Zodiac victims. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know. Anyway, as for Todd, <laughs> you know, the sensation of collapsing in on oneself like a neutron star was um, indescribable. <laughs> I, I think the best word that Todd would have said would be, you know, genuinely horrific and <laughs> life scarring. God. But what followed after was probably worse. <laughs> oh no. So alright. Todd wakes up. You know. Yep. Um, as far as he's concerned he's just slammed some Play-Doh into his eyes and died. Uh, yeah. A horrible painful death. But he wakes up on what seems to be a ship. You know sort of like a like an old sort of sailing ship. Like a pirate a ship? ship? Maybe yeah around the same make and build he can't really tell uh, the people on it aren't speaking you know any language he can understand <laughs> the only words he seems to catch are maybe like samba so he's guessing maybe it's a portuguese <laughs> origin <laughs> let's just say they see todd in his 1970s attire you know he's got like a fancy watch too so the portuguese are like that's a lot of metal for this time period um <laughs> he pops into existence on their ship you know, in front of the whole crew. They're yeah. pretty confident he's a sea witch. So... <laughs> they There's just, only one way to deal with those. Yep, steal his shoes and throw him overboard. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for Todd, he washes up on a desert island. I would like to tell you where it was and when it was that this happened, but we simply don't know. Yeah, uh, And yeah, I mean, he just survived for the next... 2024 minus 1979 years that years <laughs> um you know eating the eggs of local seabirds you know catching rain Which can be tasty no i mean not without fire there wasn't much wood on the island oh god <laughs> he had rain catches and there's some kind of moss grown and surprisingly he did live for uh 20 24 years or however many years um he lived physically. Um, yeah. Mentally, though, he had been in hell for eons. He, he lost some some stuff there. Uh, he he, if he he wasn't playing with a full deck of cards to begin with, and now he he owes cards to the dealer. At this point, it's that bad.
1: So basically, the 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 purple goo took him to Malta in the same time period.
0: It's not Malta. No, oh. we're gonna get to that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where it is. It's like a li- just literally just a rock in the middle of the ocean for like 2024 minus 1979 years. Um, Now, right before the Grand Prix, it's warming up. Things are getting ready. The cars are revving. All the horses are off the island. (laughs) Todd, in God knows when, God knows where, is looking, you know, doing his daily scouring for seabird eggs. And he finds one that's just like a little off color, right? Mm. And he cracks it open, and at first he's like, "Oh, this one's even more rancid than they usually are," because he sees this like purple, fuchsia-ish, more solid-ish like goo inside, right? Mm. And he he has a, a flashback, you know, to a club and a, what he is from from his perspective, a foreign universe, you know, putting stuff in his eyes and you know, yeah. screaming for the next. However long his life has been, um, pretty much, <laughs> and then he he just he proceeds to take the two sides of the egg and jam them both, crack it, and jam them both in his <laughs> eyes. You know, it got me here; it might get me back. Who Typical
1: knows? Todd fashion. Yeah.
0: So, back to Malta. We got five minutes left. All right. You know, Mercedes has been killing it this season. They're predicted <laughs> yep. to win. You know, the race is just about to come to an end. Now, as the you know, the, the cars are approaching the finish line, right? It's really it's Mercedes and Ferrari, they're they're in the lead. Right on the checkered line, as the cars will blow by, they see a man <laughs> almost as if like in a supernovae fashion explode into vibrant existence screaming a deathly banshee like cry um you know and just genuinely exuding massive amounts of terror um and it just pops in on the checkered line
1: in the middle of uh like the the end of the race
0: yep Fully televised. This was the most important Grand Prix for a while. Was he clothed?
1: It was all washed. No, God, no, no. <laughs> Except
0: for a couple of bird feathers that he had like stabbed into his legs for clothing to keep him warm. No, um, yeah. So that happens. Um, and the only <gasps> thing he said, you know, obviously the medics are running out. This is really an unprecedented situation. EMT school didn't hand them handle them for that. And the medics are like. <sighs> Can we help you? You know, whatever. And they're speaking some language, maybe Portuguese. It's in Europe. I don't know. It's something. Um, Anyway, Todd manages to get out that aside from all the tremendous physical and psychological support he needs, he just wants a lizard.
1: Janet, in particular.
0: Uh, And they're like, uh, we don't understand. We don't really, you know, lizards aren't allowed on the Island anymore. And you know, we didn't even allow horses here anymore. And yep. I didn't tell you this in the beginning, but after lizards, Todd really loved horses. Yeah. So to hear, you know, I mean, remember, you have to
1: think about something to get you through all those. years. I mean, yeah.
0: And also remember Todd's been on an isolated rock outline outcrop in a, you know, God knows when God knows where for the last 2024 minus 1979 years. <laughs> So when he goes to this place, which seems somewhat futuristic—not that much—it's definitely further along than his time, Cleveland, yeah. 1979. He he believes that all the lizards and the horses have died. Um, remember, it's the sinus infection. Those years on the desert island did not improve it. The the goo didn't help either. Yeah. So he, you know the the EMT says something along the lines of. In whatever language. Um, Yeah, they just... There's no more. They banned lizards and horses on the island. And Todd just removes the eggshells from his eyes. Um, They see the purple... They've been
1: there the whole time.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, it's just smeared all over. And there's a lot of blood, too. What a sight. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Um, Fully televised. Fully televised. And, yeah, he's just, like, wiping it all off his face. And he looks... Into the, you know, the EMT. The cameras are everywhere. And he goes, no lizards? And then the enormous amount of sadness that had been in Todd collapsed in on itself again. Oh no. More dense than a black hole. Metaphorically. in, In the sense that it was a literal black hole just opened up on the island of Malta. The weight of his sadness and misfortune and the loss of that lizard and the fact that he believes all horses and lizards have gone extinct in this you know different world
1: you know, opened up just a, like
0: jenna just like jenna a <laughs> miniature black hole on the island of malta during the grand prix in 2024 and obviously everybody worldwide is watching this like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> And then, like, ten minutes later, their whole town gets engulfed into a glaring void. Um, yeah, wow. so... Long story short, that was, a That was probably the most Adventist uh, Grand Prix in the history of history. Oh, God. <laughs> Slam Boy! Wow. Fun caveat, Slam Boy was watching from Orb, and he was like, Is that fucking Todd? And then, yeah, of course, <laughs> he was absorbed into the void. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, which God. uh which helped him not get eaten by Charles Leblard. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh anyway, here's the exit theme oh, Samba, edition.
0: Samba edition.
1: Samba <laughs> edition.